Hello and welcome to the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. I'm your host, Garrett Ashley Mullet. Today we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to read through the headlines on DrudgeReport.com and give some running commentary. Now, before I get started, I'll let you know I have not uh, read most of the articles that are on this main page here. I'm just reading the headlines according to Drudge, Matt Drudge. So the top of the page, uh, I see video meteorite hits Cuba, large explosion. That's all it says. Huh. Okay. Well, hopefully the Cubans are all, all right. Uh, the main story right below that says Dixie drama, Virginia governor, sorry for yearbook, blackface or KKK coon man. And there's a picture out of Ralph Shearer Northam's yearbook page from medical school. There's a picture of him looking very dignified in a suit. There's a picture of him with a cowboy hat out in the sunlight. And then there's a picture of him. I'm assuming dressed up for Halloween and uh, he is either the blackface uh, character or he is the guy in the KKK hood. Uh, can I just say, I think what the Virginia governor uh, remarked here recently about abortion uh, is reprehensible. Absolutely. But um, this is not, it doesn't really offend me too overmuch. I think it's hypocritical. It doesn't upset me, uh, but I think it's hypocritical. <laughs> On the left-hand side of the screen here, as I move my way down from that main story, there's a picture of the Marvel Comics character Black Panther and the headline is Brett Easton Ellis, Black Panther, Oscar nomination about race, not quality. Well, to be fair, the whole movie is about race, right? It's about uh, <laughs> this imaginary, highly advanced African country that nobody's ever seen or heard of, Wakanda, uh, which has super advanced technology that nobody else can even come close to. Um the whole movie is about race. Uh, I actually, I really enjoyed it though. I don't think it was wild and crazy. I have no problem with a, a movie about an imaginary black country in Africa. <laughs> um, it doesn't really offend me on, on uh, either the Virginia governor yearbook thing or black Panther being nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if it was that good, and I guess you could ask the question, how many other Marvel superhero movies were nominated for an Oscar? I've really enjoyed most of the – I yeah, actually, no, correction. I think I've enjoyed all of them. I haven't watched any of the um, Marvel Avengers, either the, the, the big like official Avenger movies or any of the – the ones that cover individual superheroes. I haven't watched any of those and just thought, ah, that was kind of a yuck fest. Um, but somebody should go and look 
How, how many uh, of the others have been nominated for an Oscar? Do they only do that once this one comes out because of race? That That is tacky. It doesn't offend me. I'm not upset, but it's tacky. Um, next headline, lasers could be messages directly to a listener's ear. What would be the benefit of that? Why not just um, talk, right? I don't – what – What's the point of the laser? Is that, uh, yeah, I don't, okay. Anyway, moving on. Report, Dems ready to deal on border barrier. Good chance emergency declared. Conservatives head to Texas to try to build their own wall. 60-foot tunnel found. Fake university part of ICE sting. 130 foreign students arrested. So that's all part of one block of uh, headlines that's one two three four five different headlines right there that i just read in succession each linking to its own article uh good good i i hope that the democrats uh will come to their senses and realize that a border wall uh is a very practical thing for a nation to do it's not racist at all uh, go ahead and build a border wall. Uh, just do it. Do it. <laughs> what, what is the what is the debate here? Walls are a waste of money and time. Walls are offensive now. Everything's offensive. Come on. Give me a break. Stop being offended. You know, I wonder at some point, does the left just get so exhausted emotionally being offended at every last little thing that they just implode? Like their minds just become like a black hole and we cease having to worry about Democrat outrage. I mean, it's just everything is offensive. Uh, but a wall, what's the reason to be offended about that? Just just build the stinking wall. If it's not foolproof, if it doesn't keep 100% of people on the other side of the border from crossing illegally, uh, fine. It's fine. No, no measure that proposed so far has been 100% effective. So that's a hardly a mark against a border wall if you can say that somebody might cut a hole in it or dig under it or, or put a ladder up against it and climb over. That's a, that's a dumb reason to be opposed to it, in my opinion. Anyway, moving on. During shutdown, federal employees considered leaving government work. Congress, Jewish Republican, accuses Muslim Democrat of anti-Semitism. She accuses him of Islamophobia. We've got dueling uh, accusations of bigotry. That's cute. Uh, federal employees considered leaving government work. You know, that wouldn't be a bad thing, actually. If you're non-essential and we don't actually need to pay your salary and everybody did just fine for that 20-plus days that the government was shut down here recently over the wall. <coughs> Excuse me. If we didn't miss you and you're, it's all the same to you, maybe you should just go find a different line of work. I think that would be, that, that would be great. Good plan, government workers. Uh, how police? Well, no. Wait a second. Let me, let's let's touch on this. Jewish Republican accuses Muslim Democrat of anti-Semitism. Uh, I'm sure that's actually 
accurate. Uh, let me click on this story here. We'll, we'll go in, we'll dig deeper on this one. All right, so I just read this article in Roll Call. Jewish Republican accused a Muslim Democrat of anti-Semitism. She accused him of Islamophobia. Griffin Connolly quotes and uh, takes screenshots of a number of uh, tweets back and forth. Apparently, these two uh, House representatives got into it publicly. And uh, what it boils down to in my mind is that <clears throat> Representative Ilhan Omar, uh, one of two Muslim women now in Congress, has said a number of things that were very anti-Israel over the years. She's a Muslim, and that's not uncommon for Muslims to have anti-Israel views. Um, the presumption being that Muslims are upset anytime land which has formerly belonged to Muslims ceases to be ruled by Muslims. They don't like giving up on territory. Um, for some reason, Israel has become sacred to them, probably because it's nestled right in the middle of uh, a lot of Arab territory, and they don't like having uh, someone in the mix, like a nation and a government in the mix that is not Muslim. Uh, it it uh, is a thorn in their side, so to speak, even though Israel is just this tiny little country. They just don't like that. It's, it offends their pride and their sense of honor and, and all the rest. And so for a number of years, for a number of decades, since Israel became a state, uh, the Arab world, the Muslim world, has made it their just number one thing to rail about. Uh, whatever it is that Israel is doing, the fact that Israel exists in the first place. Now, when you're upset that a, a nation exists in the first place, I have a hard time. Uh, listening to your individual criticisms of their actions objectively and looking at their their merit on your say so you know if, if I <laughs> if I started complaining about another individual person but you knew that I think they shouldn't even exist they, that, that person should have never been born I absolutely and utterly despise and loathe them I wish they would just die or better yet that they had never existed to begin with. And oh, by the way, now I'm going to criticize individual things that they've said and done. Now, wait a second. Mm, you might not be the most objective person about that individual. So we have Representative Ilhan Omar. Uh, she tweeted something back in 2012 saying that Israel had hypnotized the world that came up here recently. Supposedly she apologized for it for whatever that's worth. Anyway, moving on. How police make millions by seizing property. Hmm. Typhus epidemic worsens in Louisiana. Or is that LA? Los Angeles. 
Could be either. Measles cases prompt look at vax exemptions. <clears throat> Should we be allowing people to not vaccinate themselves? Should we? Well, considering that this is America, yes. Yes, you should not be forcing people to get vaccinated. Um, come on, give me a break. Tourist has organs stolen in Mexico. Do stories like that ever come out about America? Tourist has organs stolen in the USA. Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. I don't think that... Why see? Why would we want to build a border wall with Mexico? Tourist has organs stolen in Mexico. They will steal your guts and sell them on the black market. That's okay. Hmm. Um, Empire star breaks silence on attack, slams media for inaccuracies. Cops actor arrived home with rope around neck. I don't really know what this is about. There's, generally speaking. Uh, I'm not all that interested in celebrity gossip. Supposedly, an actor from this TV drama, Empire, was the victim of a hate crime. Um, I don't know if he's LGBT. I presume he is. He's got tattoos or sticky art, temporary tattoos on his arm and his face that say, no hate. And uh, it seems like these days, anytime you're talking about hate, you, people are are usually referring to anything that's anti-LGBT. Um, anyway, I don't know much about that story. I'm not in favor of him having been attacked. I don't know. What, what else can I say? Uh Next story. 40 years since revolution, Iran taunts declining America. Uh, Iran is one to talk. Like, how great is life in Iran right now? I think maybe you guys should just focus on getting your own stuff straight instead of criticizing us. Uh, moving on. Tiesto, the Wayne Newton of 21st century? I don't know. Maybe. Hip-hop turns 40 and its parents beaming with pride. After missing recruit goal, Army hopes rap video will attract Generation Z. Um, why? Why? What, what is it that you're doing? You're, you're trying to make military service cool? Or what, what, uh, type of recruits do you think that you're going to get with a rap video? You're going to get guys that are trying to be uh, rap stars. You're going to you let them shoot their, their uh, M4s sideways, all gangster style. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's, it seems like, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? I mean, if you want to do a rap video, that's fine. But by no means is that going to be a magic bullet. You're going to have to figure out what it is generationally. Uh, the issue is, you know, I, if I could speculate, you've got the left in this country for the whole time that this current crop of young people has been growing up with a president like 
Barack Obama. And after that, with Donald Trump constantly being railed against by uh, the media and, and the left. And the media and the left actively rooting against America. Uh, what reason would young Americans have growing up in that kind of an environment to want to sign up, to sign away, to commit several years of their lives and potentially risking their lives and their well-being ultimately if they go off to war and they see combat, risking all that to defend a bigoted, racist, uh, <laughs> you know, unjust uh, bully of a nation because that's what the left has told them. Um, why would you expect young people are going to be inspired by that to then go in and uh, defend their country? You guys are constantly attacking their country to them and you've conditioned them from little on up to believe that America is not a good place. It's not worth defending. You can't then act shocked when you miss your recruitment goals. Not to say that the army is culpable, but the government, uh, which has been dominated by Democrats, radical leftists for entirely uh, too much of the past uh, decade, that government uh, is not helping recruitment goals when it fills itself with bureaucrats and uh, anti-American persons. Uh, I can hardly blame Generation... What generation was it? Generation Z for being nonplussed. Uh, it, it reminds me of reading about the history of the Vietnam War, uh, history's guide, or I'm sorry, a Patriot's Guide to the History of the United States. Uh, really good book, recently finished it. But when it covers the Vietnam War, uh, one of the observations made is that the Vietnam War was the first war in which America's media did more to spread propaganda for America's enemies than it did to actually promote that America was the virtuous side in the conflict. And the explanation for this is simple. The American media had been filled with radical leftists who actually cared more about the left than they did about America. They wanted leftism, they wanted socialism, communism, and Marxism to triumph around the world. And whenever that side of their identity conflicted with their being Americans, the, the, the former won out and the latter uh, was offered up as a, a sacrificial uh, offering. And so, you know, it reminds me of uh, an article my cousin recently wrote here and published on, on the Rocks blog about identity. So in this article, Micah published at On the Rocks, he talks about identity and how everybody's got primary and secondary identities. And so you take, for instance, uh, an African-American. Are you first and foremost an American? Or are you first and foremost identifying as black? 
which is the primary identity here. Uh, he uses another example, feminists. Uh, you know, feminists that hated Sarah Palin, even though uh, just weeks prior to her being added to McCain's ticket, they had been fawning over the possibility of Hillary Clinton as president, the first female president, and that was going to shatter the glass ceiling and all that. Um, the feminists hated Sarah Palin, even though here was her, uh, you know, the next best thing to being president is the first female vice president. But because she was a Republican and not a Democrat, because she wasn't progressive, their primary identity took over. And, and so it wasn't really ultimately about women. It was about progressivism, first and foremost, feminism as a, a champion for women being empowered and having their own minds, speaking their own minds, being assertive, all that, that took a back seat in the interest of then destroying a threat to progressivism in Sarah Palin and ultimately a threat to feminism. Uh, if feminism has become so uh, lockstep with progressivism, to have a woman come up outside of that uh, paradigm and succeed and succeed greatly and succeed before the progressive women have succeeded, uh, it undermines the narrative that Republicans are waging a war on women. You know, it undermines the narrative that uh, the left is the only uh, hope for freedom of choice, so-called, uh, not just with abortion, but with anything else that women are allowed to do now that they weren't uh, legally protected to do 100 years ago. Uh, it's notable. Just because it wasn't a law, by the way, doesn't mean that women weren't allowed to do X, Y, Z. You have to ask yourself... Was there a perceived need for laws where women were already doing things a hundred years ago? But anyway, I digress. Anyway, moving on. This is the center column now. I've made it all the way through the left column here on Drudge. Center column, top story. There's a graphic of a man and a woman from your restrooms signs for men's and women's rooms. Andrew Sullivan, the nature of sex, a biological reality. Okay. And in other news, water's still wet. <laughs> uh, update. Restaurant owner apologizes for make America great again. Hat ban. Hmm. Why did you feel the need to ban Make America Great Again hats? And has that feeling gone away? Do you expect that uh, Americans who uh, approve of Donald Trump and voted for him and might vote again for his reelection, do you think that they're going to feel welcome, even though you apologized? Um, or is this just... You're, you're sorry that you're going to see declining revenues from uh, people not coming. If you off my Make America Great Again hat's not welcome, well, then I'm not coming in either. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of ridiculous. It really isn't about a hat, right? It's really uh, what the hat represents. 
had as a token. Uh, what you're trying to ban is uh, a public identification with the president and with this whole mindset that America was great and stopped being great, became less great as progressivism uh, gobbled up more and more uh, facets of American life. This restaurant owner doesn't want uh, Donald Trump supporters feeling welcome in his establishment is what it is. It's not about the hats. It's those people. What he apparently didn't realize was just how much of his uh, patronage was coming from uh, those con- those uh, uh, customers. I'm, I'm guessing it hurt his bottom line without reading the article. Now he apologizes. He thought it was going to score him some points with uh, his crowd. And um, yeah, must not have. U.S. experiments to gene edit human embryos. Mm, that's creepy. Why do you need to gene edit human embryos? What's, what is the, uh, the goal? Well, the goal is to eliminate disease. It's uh, the original aim of eugenics has never been uh, abandoned. It just morphed. Uh, for those that don't know, eugenics, 150 years ago, thereabouts, was a very popular uh, movement in America, in Great Britain, in Germany, and <laughs> uh, in, in other countries. And eventually it gave us the Holocaust, uh, Auschwitz, uh, mentally disabled and handicapped and diseased and infirm and insane people being uh, gassed and shot and buried in mass graves as a way of trying to cleanse and purify the human race. Now, that was the ugly side of eugenics. There was also uh, another far less uh, overt an aggressive type of eugenics here in the U.S., where people were compulsorily uh, sterilized if they were deemed to be retarded or unintelligent or low class or high crime or disruptive or whatever. Uh, doctors would, in far too many cases, in an, in an alarming number of cases, they would uh, give women hysterectomies. They would. Uh, give men <clears throat> vasectomies uh, against their will and sometimes without their knowledge um, because they just didn't believe that those people should reproduce and have children. And in the minds of those that were pro-eugenics, this was a, a case of the ends justify the means. If you can cleanse humanity of sin and vice and disease and suffering by just weeding out the quote germplasm of society, the infirm, the the bad genetics, then it's worth a little bit of creepiness in the front end. Uh, It's worth it to deprive somebody of the uh, right to procreate and make that decision for themselves. It's worth it even in the most extreme cases to murder men, women, and children that were deemed to be uh, the germplasm of society. This gene-edited babies thing uh, 
it shows us again for those that didn't know or who had forgotten that eugenics never really went away uh it just changed its name it changed its brand it had to after the holocaust uh revealed the horrors of what people could do and masses of people and a whole nation a very advanced nation germany now in hindsight we see as being just this epitome of evil in the modern world but Prior to World War One and Two, they were perceived as being the, the pinnacle of Western civilization. They were a very advanced, very industrious, very highly educated uh, nation. And even Germany, uh, not for lack of sophistication and uh, education, uh, Germany was capable of doing some absolutely horrendous evil things en masse uh, in the interest of supposedly saving humanity and i guarantee this gene edited babies gene edited uh, human embryos thing uh they're going to and it's not new it's not a new topic it didn't just come out of nowhere here recently it's been in the news ever since some man in china some doctor uh started doing it here recently without official approval and in uh defiance of national and international laws. Um, but they're going to try and edit the human DNA to eliminate disease, infirmity, uh, mental retardation, uh, crime. Uh, basically, all of the original goals and aims of eugenics, they're going to hope that they can achieve those in a kinder, gentler way by just deleting out the offending genes that they don't like or they'll be able to make super soldiers and superhuman people modify them make them better than ever by adding in the genetics of uh, other biological organisms animals that are cancer resistant or give them super speed or allow them to climb walls and swing from webs that they shoot out of their wrists or, or whatever you know like stuff like that don't put it past scientists to uh, do if they think there's a path to. Moving on. Uh, there's a big picture, black and white, low resolution of uh, Vladimir Putin. It says, USA to suspend nuclear treaty with Russia. New weapons race. Worst January box office in years. Hmm. Hollywood is extremely liberal, and maybe it's like the Make America Great Again hat ban. Restaurant owner apologizes for that. Uh, maybe Americans are just kind of fed up with Hollywood being so self-indulgent in their leftism. I hope so. Patriots owner praises Trump for working for country's best interests. Rams go for Hollywood sequel. Anti-Kaepernick Super Bowl ad rejected. Big tech AI devices predict winner. Controversy plagued halftime show. Limo shortage in Atlanta. Deluge of drones fly over stadium despite ban. Um, all right. So football is not a sport anymore. Football is a proxy for politics. Did you know that? Uh, 
the NFL and ESPN, they have seen a lot of their viewership and their fan base evaporate uh, over the past several years as the uh, protests over the national anthem uh, rose to prominence and basically took all the oxygen out of the room for people watching football. Um, as players came out and claimed that uh, they were no better than slaves, even though they make millions and millions and millions of dollars, they're playing this sport. They feel like they're slaves because they had to sign a contract or something. I don't know. It's dumb. Um, Anti-Kaepernick Super Bowl ad rejected. So the NFL and ESPN both have decided to be mm, partial <laughs> towards leftism, ESPN especially. Uh, a lot of sports fans really didn't want to be watching politics when they turned on sports. That might be part of why they were turning on sports. Now, the irony for this uh, generation of men is sports is actually supposed to be a proxy for politics. If you think about it, uh, you could say that it's about the individual who is striving to be the best athlete that they can. They're striving to uh, train their body and their mind to accomplish the goal of the game faster, harder, uh, more completely than their opponent. And when on a team you're working together with other guys, you're training together as uh, a team to figure out what's our combination uh, need to be in order to beat the combination of that team over there and that one and that one and that one. How do we get to be the best? Well, you should have a mentality with regards to sports uh, that would translate over into politics. You should also be thinking to yourself that politics uh, is similar in the respect that you know, as we're making laws and we're trying to figure out what sort of a nation we're going to be, we're looking at other nations, at least historically, not so much in the, in the age of globalism uh, on the left, we're looking at other nations and we're, we're thinking to ourselves, what is the combination that would beat all the other combinations? How do we train ourselves, train our, our, our people? How do we orient our economy? How do we build up a strong military and keep all of our other concerns balanced? How do we have effective uh, foreign policy? You know, how do we craft uh, a society that will endure and will do well? And the left isn't really interested in nationalism except where they can uh, lambast it as, you know, the, the worst thing ever since Adolf Hitler. Um, their actual chief complaint against Adolf Hitler is nationalism. Uh, you read The Internationalists. It's a, a great book I came across a year or two ago. 
and you'll see that the history of progressivism since Woodrow Wilson has been uh, marked by, on the one hand, uh, a desire to change human nature, to not see glory in war, uh, and on the other hand, a desire to build an international body which would be able to mediate disputes between nations. And eventually, I mean, what you end up having is just no nations. You have an, an, a mononation the size of the whole world with a government that tells what we think of now and historically as being nations, but which would then be states, uh, how it's going to be. Uh, you get mega states like the European Union. Uh, there's been a proposed uh, Muslim Union or, or Middle East Union. Uh, obviously, China dominates Asia. Um, there's a North American Union that's been proposed that would be a lot more similar, I think a lot more realistic uh, as, a, as the next uh, variation on the EU. But that's what the left wants. That's what... Uh, progressives see as a solution to uh, the problem of World War One and World War Two, and how to prevent that from happening again. <clears throat> uh, NFL, you know, I think it it uh, appealed to the progressives as this great way of capturing the red-blooded men of America. And trying to modify them, trying to rehabilitate them. And so I think that's why you've seen a lot of ESPN coverage, a lot of uh, involvement in the NFL. And they have to be careful. I think they overplayed their hand. And that's why the NFL had so many unsold tickets. They sold so much less merchandise. That's why a lot of the viewership dropped off because the, the hand was overplayed. It wasn't just politics. It was anti-Americanism. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it was, it was a pretty blatant attempt to brainwash uh, NFL fans. Um, so, yeah, it's not terribly surprising an anti-Kaepernick Super Bowl ad would be rejected. And it's the path of least resistance. You know, there's a lot of people I think that are involved with the NFL who, even if they're not really on board with this progressivism thing, they realize there's a lot less vitriol uh, from the right. The, the right's just going to take their business elsewhere. The left, they become just absolute lunatics when they don't get their way or when they see something that offends them. Um, you know, I don't see why that's such a big deal to let them lose their minds. Next headline, <clears throat> world's oldest woman who didn't enjoy single day in long life dies aged 129. You know, that, that's, that is probably the worst headline on this page. And I don't mean worse like shame on Matt Drudge, but I mean, that is the worst thing I've heard. Uh, didn't enjoy a single day. I, I feel like. That's somebody who, when they were a kid and they were hungry, they said they were starving. Uh, and 
when they were bored, they were just like, oh, there's nothing to do. And their parents never corrected it. And all through life, they must have just held on to that over-exaggerated hyperbole trend, uh, penchant, what have you. Um, kind of funny. Kind of sad. So she didn't enjoy a single day in her long life. Um, hmm. And here we are. We're, we're trying to uh, figure out how to live forever. Or scientists are. That's another thing with the gene-edited babies. Uh, if they can figure out a way to edit your genes to where you don't age uh, past maturity, so you, you hit 30 years, 31 through, I'm 32, so I'm just right. Uh, you, you get cooked just right, and you're, you stop cooking. And the, the instant pot of your genetic code just kind of maintains pressure and temperature right there. Um, that's what they're working on with the gene edited babies, but, uh, boy, that's sad. 129 years didn't enjoy a single day. I have a hard time believing that. I think she's just, she got grumpy. Maybe millennials boosting sales of liquor. Well, <laughs> I bet you that goes hand in hand with, uh, the army trying to attract generation Z with uh rap videos you know millennials being told that your nation sucks the majority of you suck uh you're privileged white uh cisgendered or heterosexual or whatever they call it uh you you're just you're awful and shame on you why wouldn't millennials uh be drinking <laughs> you just <laughs> Uh, anyway, not to say they should, because all that is just a bunch of hogwash. Male contraceptive gel pioneering trial. Hmm. Fourth dolphin dies at Arizona aquatic facility. Do you notice a trend there? Millennials boosting sales of liquor, male contraceptive gel pioneering trial. You know, in the case of the, the, the liquor sales, having a hard time dealing with reality so so young people are drinking uh, a ridiculous amount now just to clarify I don't have a problem with alcohol uh, either being totally against it or drinking too much of it I don't like the way that I feel if I have more than two drinks uh, I don't like feeling like I'm buzzed past a very very small uh, degree of effect. Um, I don't swear off drinking alcohol just because other people abuse it. I do believe the Bible teaches clearly being drunk is a sin. It's a very foolish thing to do because there's no telling what else you might do when your judgment is impaired and you're not thinking straight. But it's a problem if we're drinking as a generation, as young people, to try and lose touch with reality because we can't handle reality. And I think that's what's happened. You have a whole nation of coddled uh, egomaniacs. Oh, and I'm sorry, don't call it ego. Call it self-esteem. Uh, who are just full of themselves. 
and they're not used to being told no. And so when life isn't like that, and when they're not prepared for life, uh, they drink to where they don't notice the hard edges. Uh, you know, male contraceptive gel, pioneering trial. So what this is, is, you know, women are tired of bearing the brunt of the responsibility for uh, preventing pregnancy uh, when they're having sex. Uh, let's make men responsible for that if we can, because women need to be liberated, I guess. Uh, but there too, I mean, sex is not just about procreation. Uh, the Catholic Church has that wrong. You know, I've heard of bishops refusing to marry couples because they were uh, sterile, um, because the supposedly the sex act between a husband and a wife is pointless or sinful or dirty or gross if you can't make babies from it. Um, that's ridiculous, by the way. That's not biblical. It's not what the Bible says anywhere. Um, having children is a blessing, and that's a blessing that there's something wrong with us, something twisted, if we just are fundamentally rejecting and if we hate that and if it terrifies us, there's something broken in our, our minds, in our hearts, in our souls, uh, and, and God have mercy. Uh, male contraceptive gel pioneering trial. I'm not opposed to contraceptives. Uh, I am opposed to doing things that uh, have unintended consequences far beyond just, you know, short-term convenience. So what I mean by that is, you know, say a woman is taking birth control pills and they affect her hormones, they cause domino effects, uh, perhaps make it hard for her to have a baby even years after she stops taking those. If she decides that she wants to have a family, her and her husband, uh, can't have children maybe because birth control pills, uh, threw a wrench in her body's natural cycles and way of doing things, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think that's a tragedy. It makes me very sad. Um, I'm not judging or, or condemning anybody, but it makes me very sad. I think that's, that's, that's just, I, I've known too many who wanted to have children and they couldn't. And it makes me sad. Um, anyway, moving on. Fourth dolphin dies at Arizona aquatic facility. Okay. Um, yeah, pass. <laughs> Scandals loom over Bolsonaro after first month in office. It smells dirty. This is Brazil's new top dog. Uh, the guy that got stabbed on video in a crowd of uh, thousands or hundreds or whatever, uh, ran anti-corruption, uh, also said some pretty extreme things about criminals. Hey, why shouldn't cops just be able to execute on site? We've got a crime problem. Criminals think that they can get away with it. Let's just give cops licenses to kill. Hey, if you think that guy needs to be just executed on the spot, you know, do what you got to do. Um, now, if he's got scandals that early into his uh, his uh, government, 
uh, one of two things. Either A, he was anti-corruption because he, you know, my, the, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Um, he didn't want people paying attention to uh, the skeletons in his closet, and so he you know, made a lot of noise about being against skeletons in other people's closets. Either that, or uh, the the people that don't want <laughs> an anti-corruption sheriff in town, uh, you know, before he gets any kind of steam or momentum, they're going to just nip that right in the bud and uh, and and try and torpedo his uh, administration. I don't know. Time will tell. We'll see. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you know, the media might report it faithfully. Uh, he might get stabbed again. He might get, uh, he, if he is a corrupt guy, he might be able to win out. Uh, God knows. And I'm sure God will oversee it. And ultimately, there will be justice at some point for either Bolsonaro, if he's being uh, condemned unjustly, or uh, for those that. Uh, he might be opposed to who are trying to hold him accountable. Anyway, moving on. Ebola outbreak still going strong. The modern tragedy of fake cancer cures. Study shows sleepers can learn language from scratch in depths of slumber. So that is the center column all wrapped up. Finished that one for the Drudge Report. So the right column of Drudge Report here on February 2nd, 2019, 6.28 a.m. Top story with the picture of a kid with a mullet haircut trying to be dragged away, or his, his father apparently is trying to drag him away from a laptop. He doesn't look like he is interested at all in being pulled away. Uh, first headline reads, two hours internet cut off for kids. Second headline reads, push for screen limit. So I'm going to guess, let's just click on this real quick. Probably the CDC, some other major group has said parents should reduce their kids' screen time. Uh, let's see, yep, sure enough, Chief Medical Officer Dame Sally Davies, formal guidelines come after content promoting suicide and self-harm was linked to death of Molly Russell, 14. This is the sun.co.uk. So then the British government is saying that uh, children should be limited to two hours a day of internet because a 14-year-old committed suicide because she saw some not nice things on the internet. Um, I don't mean to trivialize if somebody's committed suicide, that's a horrible tragedy. If a young person's committed suicide, and a lot of young people are. Again, I would prefer back to the millennials uh, drinking entirely too much and not wanting to join the army. The West has told young people there's nothing to defend. There's nothing to be proud of in your culture. Uh, you're a bigot. You're a racist. You're everything. The majority is condemned uh, in any circumstance because we exalt these uh, small pockets of persons to victimhood uh, status, and that's done to, to divide and rule society. 
So then two things happen. One, the majority is constantly being condemned. And the only way to escape that is to become a persecuted minority. Um, two, victimhood is exalted to the highest place in society. If you're a victim, you're untouchable. I mean, you are and you aren't. I mean, on the one hand, you're being told that uh, your your life is ruined because you're just everything's stacked against you. There's no way you're going to make it if we don't all rally together and, and save you from whatever you're being oppressed by now, some microaggression or whatever. Um, but on the other hand, all of that attention being diverted to protecting you from whatever it is that's victimizing you now uh, is is attention that's taken off evaluating your achievements. This can be, I think, extremely discouraging and upsetting for young people who are trying to figure out what do I want to be when I grow up. Well, they're looking at the kind of world they've been told to grow up in, and it's an, just an ugly, angry, uh, ridiculous, irrational place in which if they're not a victim, they're one of the abusers. Uh, this is problematic because then either A, you're going to have to deal with just whatever uh, you call it, being constantly accused of being the, the abuser. Uh, or, or you've got to embrace victimhood. And if you embrace victimhood, I am a victim. Everybody's against me. Uh, you know, at a certain point in a lot of young people's minds and lives, that turns into despair. And when it turns into despair and that's prolonged, then why wouldn't they take their own lives? Uh, very sad, but you know, two hours of internet time for kids uh, push for screen limit. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think parents need to be parents. And it's, in my experience, as somebody that is on my phone a lot or on my computer a lot, and I'm recording podcasts and I'm writing blogs and I'm reading Drudge and everything else, it isn't so much, are you on the internet? It's what is it that you're consuming? What is it that you're reading? What is it you're watching and listening to? Uh, that's I would say far more important, you know, if you were going to say, Hey, you know what? Some kid read a book and then went out and committed suicide. So we should limit kids to 30 minutes of book reading a day. Well, that's ridiculous. Like, do you hear yourself? How about figure out what book it was that that kid was reading? Is it true? Is it good? Is it helpful? And then deal with that book. Hey, don't read that book because it's garbage. Read this one instead. And you can read it all day if you want. Read it twice. Uh, that's the way you should do it. Same with the internet. Anyway, close bracket. Uh, jobs, winter blowout, January, 304,000 plus labor force participation at Trump high 100th straight month of increased employment, manufacturing surges. Well, bully for us. That's good. Um, I have a wife. I have seven children. I am very much in favor of having a job, having gainful employment. My fellow Americans having gainful employment. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, this is good stuff. It's not about greed. It's not about materialism. It's about being able to take care of your family and being able to do right uh, by those that you're responsible for. And so this is, that's good stuff. Um, Thank you, President Trump, for doing a good job. I think you're doing a good job. Uh, there's some things that I wish you would do different. 
some things that I wish you would say differently. Uh, but overall, thank you for doing a good job with uh, the economy, with restoring American confidence and optimism about the future. Um, next headline, shortage of anxiety drug leaves patients scrambling. Um, yeah, I guess they're they're probably anxious about the shortage of that anxiety drug. Uh, not not a good thing. You know, I I've I've struggled a little bit with anxiety the past couple of years. We had some hard times. Speaking of employment, um, oil and gas industry—that's where I work. That's my day job. Um, some hard times financially, uh, professionally. For the past two or three years, it's gotten much, much better at the close of 2018 for me and my family. But I uh, had some anxious, sleepless nights. Uh, I don't mean to trivialize uh, those who are anxious. Uh, but uh, don't look to pills as being your cure-all. you got to find other ways to reduce your anxiety. Look to why is it that you're feeling anxious? What's your worldview? We need to change our worldview and our attitude and our, our way of perceiving the truth and our lives in order to get to the bottom of why we're having anxiety. Uh, if you need medication as a short-term um, crutch, there's a place for crutches. There's, there's no shame in wearing a, a, a leg brace, riding in a wheelchair, or using a crutch when your leg is broken. Uh, and sometimes that happens with our worldview, with our attitude, with our minds. Sometimes it happens and you don't help it by denying it. Um, but, you know, you don't want to be on crutches forever. You don't want to be in a wheelchair forever. If you can help it, at a certain point, you got to rehabilitate and uh, and build up those muscles and heal those bones and get back to it. Um, anyway, Netflix and Fox, legal war over executives heading to trial. I don't care. Uh, exposed. What Apple censors for China? Microsoft's blacklist. NewsGuard tries to cut off alternative media. AG. Selling fake social media engagement is illegal. Why? Uh, it's tacky. It's gross. Um, I guess it, I wouldn't. It wouldn't break my heart if it was illegal. I'm certainly not benefiting from it, uh, but yeah. Anyway, is it fraudulent? Maybe that's what it is. Google tracking shoes. Interesting. So here we have a number of um, creepy tech headlines. What Apple censors for China? Uh, basically, anything critical of communism. Mao Zedong, Xi Jinping, uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee anything that contradicts the Communist Party's uh, platform. That's what they're censoring for China at a minimum. Microsoft's blacklist, NewsGuard, tries to cut off alternative media. Uh, I know, I wonder if this is related. It probably is. Uh, there's a story came out a week or two ago about Internet Explorer having built in fake news protections for users uh, because we were all asking for that, right? Like we all wanted to have Microsoft telling us when news is fake or when a website's unreliable. Um, 
Yeah. Who decides that anyways? Like, are you going to come to my podcast and you're going to say, this is fake news because all you're doing is reading Drudge Report. Uh, okay. Well, what makes that fake news and makes MSNBC reliable, impartial coverage when they're very clearly in the pocket of the Democratic Party? Uh, yeah, give me a break. It's it's uh, a slippery slope if it is a slope, if we're not already just down in the, the muck, in the, in the cesspool. Um, AG, selling fake social media engagement is illegal. Uh, why would it be surprising to us that social media puts its thumb on the scales in favor of the voices that it likes when we know from repeated news stories that they uh, work against and, and try to silence the voices that they don't like? Why would that surprise us? It's two sides of the same coin. We're going to unfairly promote people that are pushing our agenda. We're going to silence those who disagree with us. Uh, Troubles. BuzzFeed HuffPost. Vice and New Media Reckoning. What went wrong? McClatchy cutting 450 jobs. Graydon Carter joins Newsletter Brigade. Uh, Not sorry to see BuzzFeed uh, struggling or Huffington Post struggling. Uh, Vice had some interesting stuff, but they definitely went into the the, the deep waters of being uh, anti-conservative as well. FBI counter-hacking operations raise red flags over privacy. Um, yeah, it, you know, I, I'm thinking about this book I'm reading about Russia, where just prior to the Bolshevik Revolution, one of the things it said is, is that the people just stopped being shocked or concerned. They just became overwhelmingly apathetic at news that uh, this or that government official had been murdered. Uh, and then they got just absolutely enraged at, uh, you know, minor movement, or minor uh, uh, players in the Bolshevik Revolution being killed or martyred. They turned them into martyrs. And this all was a, a lead up to the czarist regime being overthrown. There wasn't this sense of, oh, hey, that's not good when it came to, uh, you know, things that were happening that, that in a country that loved itself would have been cause for shock, public, uh, you know, uh, disruption. Uh, instead, uh, the Russian people just kind of shrugged like, eh, well, yeah, that happens, doesn't it? So what? FBI counterhacking operations raise red flags over privacy. We shrug at having no privacy anymore. But it's a dangerous thing for someone to invade your privacy. Uh, we shouldn't presume that just because it's the government that uh, they have our best interests at heart. The government's just made up of people. You know, whether you think that 
this or that regime uh, is the good guys or the bad guys. Uh, history is full of regime change for a reason. And the implication of a revolution is that the former government was not reliable. It was corrupt. It was bungling. It was oppressive. It was whatever. It was inadequate. Uh, whether it was or the new one that's coming in to take its place is worse. Uh, either way, you can't say, well, everybody's a winner, right? Participation trophies for all the governments concerned. Mm, no. Uh, individuals in government, individuals in, in counterintelligence, in uh, law enforcement, in bureaucracies get it wrong. And uh, giving them all the information about your private life or being okay with them just having that access at any and all times, um, not wise. Wouldn't be a big deal if they had the hearts of angels. God knows everything about our lives. He even knows the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. But God's God. Uh, we shouldn't allow government to play God. And we should remember that it is not comprised of people who just always do the right thing invariably. Sometimes there's corruption. Sometimes there's oppression. Uh, not a thing to be taken lightly. And yet my concern is stories like this buried at the bottom of the right-hand column on Drudge Report. We just shrug anymore. Police clerk accused of filming dozens of men using restroom at police station. Oh, look at that. Case in point. Corey Books 2020 Universal Love. Marianne Williamson invites American people to get deep with me. Elizabeth Warren apologizes to Cherokee Nation for DNA test. Romney fundraiser to hint at presidential run. Associates say, oh, I'm sorry. Fundraiser, no hint at presidential run, associates say. Why are you raising money? Hmm. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, I acknowledge my privilege in being born cisgendered. Oh, Ocasio-Cortez. Oh. oh, my goodness. If ever I have thought to myself that I wasn't qualified to run for public office because I might say something dumb. I might not have very informed positions. Uh, I might not be ready for that kind of a responsibility. Um, Ocasio-Cortez really has smashed uh, my concerns and, and, and internal objections to a future like that. Where, you know, for multiple reasons. For one, because it's like the bar has been set so low now. If you can make it saying dumb things like that, uh, boy, the sky's the limit on who else could jump in and and <laughs> look viable by contrast. Um, anyway, last headline on the right-hand column. With cash handouts, India takes a step toward universal basic income. India's got a lot of people. Hope their bank account is full. Uh, anyway, okay. So that is the Drudge Report page for 
February 2nd, 2019. Uh, if you didn't have a chance to read it this morning, now you have a quick rundown of what's all on there. Um, and it's changed. It's been updated just now, as I was saying that. So it'll be something different by the time you get to it. Now that this is published. But I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I might experiment a little bit further, try some of this, some something else. Uh, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Um, but yeah, I hope, hope you get a, a benefit from it. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening today. God bless. Till next time.